0: Welcome to the podcast. I aim to entertain, inform, and inspire you to do more with your passion for cars. Today's episode is Automotive Trailblazer Woman of the Year 2021, Auto Cars Woman Apprentice of the Year Nominee 2022, Car Content Creator and Petrolhead Jade Price now jade is right at the beginning of her journey with content creating and sharing her message and is making immense ground in the industry so far sharing her message of self-perseverance and self-belief now let me tell you that message comes from a place of having bad health mental and physical and being discriminated against and being told that she can't do what she loves to do but getting through it and like all of us she is so much more than the labels that we put on her. But if you like the sound of those labels, you'll love what's to come.
1: I would, I would probably would have been turning in the gravy if I hadn't have done it. I'm quite sensitive in a way, so people can really get under my skin quite easily. Mm. So I didn't feel discriminated. I kind of felt like I'm here trying to learn and you're kicking me whilst I'm already feeling down about it it's a way to reflect your personality without it being right or wrong the the emotional support they give you you can just it's something you can adapt to you and you be happy with it and proud of it brilliant i'm quite a harsh critic of myself no one's a bigger critic than me on my own self so yeah it's definitely still something that I'm working on. Life's too short and it's the whole COVID situation, that all these people were dying and So I felt like I, I had to do it, not just for me, but again, for everyone that did believe in me to do it. So there's maybe a bigger story to tell. I feel like that's what kind of I'm here for is to break the whole stigma. Women being in the automotive industry. Men can't talk about the mental health. That that whole you can be like this and you can't be like that. My fingers crossed, is it?
0: <laughs> just a quick one. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I just ask if you haven't already, please click follow or subscribe wherever you are listening. It takes two seconds and it really helps the podcast reach new people. I would love if the episode today would help just one person discover something new or help them on their journey in their career. So thank you. Jade, welcome to the podcast. How are we?
1: Hi, thank you. I'm good, How are you?
0: I'm very good, thank you. So, this podcast, um, it starts off quite quite the same every single time. And it's only because I'm interested in what ignited your passion for cars.
1: Um, I always grew up around them. Um, especially when my granddad was here, we used to go watch touring cars. Um, when we were a little bit older, we used to go watch monster trucks, motorbikes doing stunts and stuff. So, it kind of always stemmed from being young and... Yeah, basically
0: stemmed from there yeah brilliant and so when you were younger and you were seeing all this and going to school how was how was school how was that with the nurture sort of a a passion for cars or was it very much sort of you were the you were the odd one out
1: oh definitely i was the odd one out always the when i was in school like dinosaur all the time nothing was really sort of mentioned in like doing when you see like brick and stuff like that. It was never never a thing at our school. It was always still quiet. Oh, well, the lads can go over there, we've got all the brick laying stuff over there and all the beauty stuff's over there. So it was it was, it was always quite difficult for me because I never got the schools were never open to sort of stuff like that. So yeah, but it was always always the odd one out. I'm like, oh where's that? where's that car? And everyone's like, how not you know that? I'm like mind
0: so do you feel like it was kind of a secret then yeah yeah to kind of keep it under wraps your your love for cars and sort of being different from everyone else
1: yeah because everyone like a lot of the girls in school like i'm gonna do health and social and all this and i was like there's nothing car related there's nothing i didn't want to do health and social um it was just not
0: yeah was it? Was it, like you was it like you, yeah, fair enough. And was it something you struggled with then at school being being social and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, I think like especially when you're in high school being trying to pick your options and stuff, I don't think they adapt enough to what you potentially might want to do when you leave school or anything like that. So I think maybe that's that high schools and stuff need to look at. But yeah, wasn't a wasn't one of my yeah. choices. Put it that way. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and I don't know how it was for you, Jay, but for me, when I, when I was leaving school, I wasn't told that anything apart from university was an option. Yeah. So, so coming coming from a grammar school, you were told that you either go full-time work or you go full-time into university and you learn a you learn and get a degree and then you get another job after you do the degree and it's just this big hamster wheel. So I mean, you said it like it's similar for you. So how did you find leaving school and how did you find a way to channel your passion for cars into something that you could find as a career?
1: Then um, so leaving school, I really, I didn't know how to go about it. I didn't know if we'd be allowed on the course because we're girls. Because no one really says much about it. No one's like you can do whatever you want. It was just sort of, I don't know what the word is, but it was sort of very black and white. You think you can do one or the other. So, um, I I left school and I I worked for. I think a few months. And then I was telling my mum and dad about it and saying, you know, we've always been around cars, this is what's something I want to do. Um, so we just went to a college open day and we were like, can we go on it, that kind of course? And like, yeah, of course you can, of course you can. So I did my first year. Um, and then I wasn't too sure what the procedure was because we was always told you get invited back for your second year. But I'd already had... Um, an issue with one of the tutors being quite sexist, so I sort of left it, went to work in Tesco full-time and then realised how much I missed it. It took quite a quite a long time, so I ended up trying to see if I could get an apprenticeship and then had an issue with the garage then. And then 10 years later, I kicked myself up the arse and went for it, and then here I am still mad.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't <laughs> unfortunately know what sexism is like or whatever. That's never been betrayed to me. So when you obviously had this problem with your tutor, what was then the the protocol? Was it I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling discriminated against, tell someone, or was it like I now have to avoid this person because they're making my life harder?
1: It it was more and quite sensitive in a way, so people can really get under my skin quite easy mm. so it, it wasn't I didn't I didn't feel discriminated I kind of felt like I'm here trying to learn and you're kicking me whilst I'm already feeling down about it so it was a bit like well if they're not going to learn then who And that's somebody that's supposed to be educating me yeah
0: it's, it's weird it's, it's kind of like because you, you put so much trust in teachers yeah. and I, I know I did and yeah it's, it's only looking back now that you realize that they had so much power over you as, as a young impressive yeah, child definitely. like the 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 conversations they had with you like i had a i had a, um, an english teacher that would that would constantly sort of say that that just just don't bother trying because at the end of the day like i i'm i'm dyslexic so well i didn't didn't know this until sort of midway through my so it was basically like once you've once she's you found out i was dyslexic it was it was a there was a lack of attention yeah. given towards you and they are kind of only focused on the students that were going to go for A's and B's and really hit yeah. that that's what Mark so I don't know like going forward and, and being having to work in Tesco's and really missing cars what was it that finally made you go right I'm not going to kick myself up the bum and and try again
1: yeah it was like I enjoyed my job but it was it was always that feeling that something was missing mm. and I was like I've spent all this time regretting not doing it and sticking to my guns and I thought, do I really want to spend another 10 years sitting there going, oh, I wish, I wish, or do I want to do something about it and maybe I could be looking back for another 10 years and I go, I'm so glad I'm like, I'm doing this now, I'm doing that now. So it was just like, do you know what, you've got an opportunity, you're going to kick yourself if you waste another however many years. So, yeah, no, that's sense.
0: brilliant Yeah, it's a sort of um. If no one's going, no one's going to no help you. So, you might as well help
1: yourself. That's yeah, pretty
0: much. <laughs> yeah, no, that's brilliant and, and when you were when you were missing the cars, I mean, did did it affect your mental health at all? Did it sort of affect you, sort of mentally? Did you have any struggles with with having this passion for cars, but having to subside it and having to focus on something maybe a bit more less cary?
1: Yeah, it was, it was like, sort of, you ticking a box because of what you think people want, so you're starting to live your life for what other people want, and because I wasn't doing it, I felt like I was kind of letting people around me down, not just myself, so it was, that was a bit of a burden, so then, it does kind of eat you up inside, so... Yeah, how,
0: how is it? But yeah, I mean, how is it? How is it a burden?
1: Because you just kind of feel like you know what you want, and the people closest to you know what you want. So because you're not doing it, and they're like, "Oh, you're doing this, you're doing this," and you're like, mm, "No, I, I don't think I can." And then it's sort of like because you feel like you're letting them down, you just feel like you you're wasting their time. And so it was just like they're like trying to help me, and I'm just like. Mm shying away from it
0: so Jay, why did you why did you feel like you had to sort of um push your passion outwards just to just to satisfy everyone else helping you was this a a need to want to help them or was it just something that you knew you could do but you kind of needed to kick yourself
1: yeah it was it was something that i knew i could do if I give myself that like, kick up the backside and shut out the people that weren't there being supportive so Again, it was just back down to the whole, do I want to spend my time regretting it when I could have been doing it in that time? So it was just grab the ball by its horns and just go for it sort of thing.
0: Yeah, I think self-belief is something that we all need. It's something that oh, all yeah. gives us, yeah, gives us all the immense sort of perseverance and motivation because motivation doesn't come out of nowhere. Motivation has got to be sort of, you've got ac- I like to say action leads to motivation and then you sort of you then do stuff because you, you're already doing things. So how did you work on the self-belief side of you? How did you work on that side?
1: Um, it's probably still something that I'm working on now, to be honest, because I'm, I'm one of them people that... I'm quite a harsh critic of myself. No one's a bigger critic than me on my own self. So yeah. it's definitely still something that I'm working on, but it was just life's too short and I think especially with the whole COVID situation that made me realize it as well because it was like all these people were dying and all this and then it's just like I I would probably would have been turning in the grave if I hadn't have done it. So I felt like I, I had to do it not just for me but again for everyone that did believe in me to do it so...
0: Yeah, and what was the route you eventually... Yeah, I mean, fair enough to you, well done. And um, what was that route that you took eventually? What was the the route back into sort of the car world, I want to say, then?
1: Um, so to get the career back into it, um, I became a service advisor, got accredited, which um, so is like a big sort of qualification that if I wanted to move to Australia, which I probably wouldn't because I'm not a fan of spiders, but if I wanted to... I can take it over there. So the company that I actually got that with um, is Alder. And they was, um looking for apprentice technicians. So I, I thought, right, everything does happen for a reason. It really does. And I'm like a big believer of that. So I was like, I'm just, I'm going to ask a question. Worst case now, they say no. It is what it is. And then they was like, yeah, if you ask what you want to do, yeah, we'll help you with it. And then. I was like yeah this is meant to be this so I went for it
0: yeah brilliant and um, this is quite a parallel to well it's not a parallel it's quite it's quite a sort of a stray away from the teachers on the and the sort of authority figures you had in the past where they were saying you can't do it you can't sort of yeah. this is not the right way so it must have been quite a, a sigh of relief and a quite a sort of feeling of joy that you someone was now going yeah we'll help you we'll advise you we'll, we'll, we'll get you going so When you did that, what what was the next steps after that?
1: Um, Well, luckily I knew quite a lot of the lads in the workshop already because my partner works there. So that would give me some sort of reassurance. So when the opening came up, it was just literally a case of getting me on a contract. They prepared all the college and whatnot for me, um, which is under the Audi branding. And Mm -hmm. then I just they send me dates of when we've got training, and then I go down from there. But I'm constantly in the workshop, getting hands-on learning. So it was just, it was easier. I don't really have to do much on that side. So it was nice to be taken care of from that perspective. Yeah,
0: brilliant. And how how are you finding sort of finally getting back into the mechanics?
1: It's good. It's it's very different now compared to what it was ten plus years ago. Because obviously, it's a lot more electric, hybrid. So sort of area now so it's it's different but it is good i do enjoy it it's the job satisfaction that does it for me so
0: yeah and do you ever see it stopping
1: um it probably will at some point um just because of a couple of medical issues that i've got that uh, i've been trying to adapt with um but if it wasn't for the medical issues then no but because of the medical issues that I've now got, massive arrow, and then, yeah, unfortunately, we'll have to at some point.
0: Yeah, and if, and if you don't mind sharing, Jay, what are those issues that are sort of, you see, ending the, this, this, this struggle in the first place?
1: Um, so I've got something called endometriosis. Uh, so it's basically like some of me stomach lining is growing on the outside of my womb. It's like okay. quite a sticky sort of, Scar tissue, I think, and um, but basically, I struggle with heavy lifting and I get quite a lot of like flare ups when my stomach will swell and literally look pregnant, it's horrible. And um, but all oh, my stomach's scarred now from having hot water bottles, yeah. But it's, um, it's a what did you call it? Basically, it's a disease for life, there's no cure for it, so. With me struggling to heavy lift, I can't do like a lot of things like tyres and stuff. And it was the second part of COVID when it was like the second big lockdown is when I actually got diagnosed with it and I've already had Mm. operations on it. So that was quite like, that really up mentally because it was like all of a sudden I've got this disease which mm. sort of made me realise why I was sort of having some of the problems I was. But I've took so long to get here, and then now it's like, actually, I'm going to have to call it quits. <laughs> so yeah, that and... was a bit of a kick up the ass.
0: <laughs> no, it must have been. And how are you feeling about it?
1: Um, there's some days it does really take its toll on me. But then when I have me good days it's like it doesn't exist, but that's few and far in between having something like that. So.
0: Yeah, and, and how do you keep those good days from even happening more? Like, What do you, what do, you do to stay positive and stay sort of in, a, in an attitude where you know that it might be affecting you, it might be um, effectively ending your career, God forbid, but you, you said everything happens for a reason, so, I mean, what is the reason that you think this is happening?
1: I think the whole message of how i've got here i think there's something more to that that's maybe underlying that there's maybe a bigger story to tell to maybe break this whole stigma with like women being in the automotive industry the same how people like men can't talk about the mental health that that whole it just needs to i think that's what i'm I feel like that's what kind of I'm here for—is to break the whole. You can be like this, and you can't be like that. So, my fingers crossing it. Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah, to pretty. think that's what it is.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's what you make of it, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, that's like, not like life. It, life is what you make of it, and if you put a positive spin on anything, you can always find the the light, and you can always find the gratitude in it. It's well like it's 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 sorry i'm sorry to hear that you've had this now, disease which is going to stop you from doing a career that you love but i mean if you look at it in a bright way you now get to and you're looking at sort of social media now aren't you so it's your yeah. social media is now spreading that voice you know you feel yeah. like, i mean you almost feel empowered more
1: um I f- i'd probably say more vulnerable um okay because i started to do the social sort of media side of things um I did a video the other day and I tried a load of it out because I was like snot crying and everything, but trying to explain and it be a bit of an eye-opener for people that have these sort of issues. But it was just like I've been planning stuff to try and keep me within the automotive industry, but that's going to benefit my mental health as well as my endometriosis, so. yeah. Question no, <laughs> I mean, just...
0: Vegas, definitely. And what is that plan?
1: Um, I want to try to get into presenting, um, long term goal. I'd love to be on top gear, um, but yeah, I've just been doing my own TikToks, doing car content, and so I'm still with cars. I've still got you know some knowledge, be honest. Got my with it then. <laughs> I've got some knowledge behind me with it to help it and just I think just to try and be the best version of myself whilst adapting to the issues that I've got
0: yeah and I mean how are Audi through all of this what is their response
1: they've been good they've been like adapting to what we've got going on and um, I spend probably 80% of my work time with a hot water bottle stuck on my waist but no they've been they've been good they've been really 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 good with it all
0: yeah and again it, it must be nice to have that support
1: yeah yeah definitely i was i was a bit worried at first because i was like is it going to be a whole will? you can't do the job jog on sort of thing but it wasn't
0: no brilliant. it's just
1: about adapting to it all
0: no this is pretty good, and yeah so so going forward with the presenting, is there anything that you said? To, you said Top Gear is the main the main goal, but how do you see the sort of TikTok in progressing? Do you, Do you have any sort of favourite sort of content creators?
1: Yeah, um, I know Abigail. Love Abigail uh, from She Talks Cars. She's spot on. Yeah, brilliant um, woman, yeah. Yeah, therefore she she's been a great help. I've met her a couple of times and um, on some Porsche events, and she was she was such a good sort of breath of fresh air because it was completely new for me to go into. And she gave me so much advice and, like, I can just text and be like, listen, help with this. And she'll be like, right, this is what we can do, blah, blah. She's she's spot on. Um, I love the way Rory represents, Obviously, the good old Top Gear gang of Jeremy Clarkson and that, that was just... I think somewhere in between, I don't want to be like somebody it's a work in progress yeah it only,
0: only takes sort of um five ten minutes a day to even into progress and to learn like just picking up short little videos like starting the podcast I mean if you listen to the first podcast God forbid I wouldn't do that Um, <laughs> but yes yeah, so if you listen to these first podcasts it's, it's learning progress It's that it, it, I speak way less I think I that you will ask a question and the the length of the question will be like 30 30 seconds and that'd be it. And then you have them talking for a couple of minutes and then I come back again. So it's, like I say, it is a work in progress and you only get better at it. So,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: When you, um, Jay, when, so when, when you look back at sort of the, the growth you've had over the past, I don't know how long it's been for you, five, ten years um, since you started, would you, I mean, would you be able to sort of predict the next five, ten years? For the first time, this episode sponsor is you. And by that, I mean the community you are a part of. By listening and sharing this podcast and its message, you are already helping us head in a new and exciting direction. And what an episode to include this announcement in, then one with an amazing woman who has had to support herself for the past 10 years, and is now doing that very thing that she wanted to do after being repeatedly denied and told she couldn't. So in that spirit, I've created Patreon. The Patreon is to help grow and build this podcast into something more significant than the sum of its parts. I do this out of a passion and I would love for that to be enough. And on most days it is. But I want to bring you better guests, better quality audio and higher production quality. And if like me, you listen to other podcasts as well, you know that the best have all these three things in common so if you can and want to give back to the podcast and show your support i will leave a link where you can either donate to the podcast or just show your support monthly by joining one of our membership tiers some of the amazing benefits include an exciting new discord server where we can share and talk and discuss our favorite car topics early access to content like this and more and even behind the scenes chats and help from me so you can do more with your passion for cars and I also want to give a huge thank you for those who just listen regularly and keep making the podcast a part of your daily routine. It really does mean a lot to me. And with that out of the way, back to the episode.
1: I liked, I have an image in my head of where I'd like to be, but just getting there is... I'll just have to see. I'd like to be a bit more... If I can have at least done one proper presenting role I'd be happy with that that'll be yeah. that's probably my base because I don't want to dream too big because then I'll kick myself if I don't achieve it but if I set a, a small goal I think it is then I can do it but I that's what I've been trying to do lately I've seen it on I don't know <laughs> I've seen it on something but it was basically Get a notepad. Set yourself a goal from what you want to achieve in six months, twelve months, to twenty-four months, sort of thing. So, I'm going to be sitting down and doing that at some point because it's nice to aim for something. It gives you reason to keep going. Gives you momentum.
0: Yeah, and I mean, let's explore this big dream. I mean, just for the fun of it. You don't have to kick yourself. Don't have to mention it again. But if you had to, <laughs> <laughs> if you had to pick something that you'd go. If that happened in ten years, I I would kick myself in a good way, not a bad way.
1: I think just presenting some sort of car on the teller. I think I'm one of the people who don't feel proud of myself. I never do, even with how far I've got now, I've just I just don't. So I think if I actually achieve that, I'd be like Mum I've made it. <laughs> I think I think that would be my my pinch me moment. So mm
0: and um, why don't you feel proud of yourself is this just, where do you think that comes from
1: it's just me being a hard critique of myself and because of the people that I've dealt with in the past to get to this role it's just negativity stays with you a lot more than what positivity does so yeah I think it's always in the back of my mind I don't like the thought of failing what might not seem like a fail to somebody is a fail to me. So like if say like in five years' time if I don't make it on to some sort of presenting role I'll say that I've failed and i have not achieved what I want to achieve. So Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean it's, it's I mean it's something yeah I guess it's something you can look at I'm um, I'm not this at all. I'm I'm awful for it. it. Is this is the going I want to let's say um quit my job in two years time and make the podcast a real thing. Now I'm I'm one year into that goal. And I'm nowhere near. I'm knowing near. Yeah. There is there is no money coming into this podcast. There's any money coming out of my po- on, on my pocket. So I mean, I'm I'm not going to stop that goal. That is not going to be a goal that I stop. But I mean, if I get to here in next year, and this podcast still isn't making any money, I'm not going to kick myself because I'm so much further than I was when I started. Even if it's only like a fiver from a car company that that wants to sort of just expose themselves in the podcast. I guess the, what I'm trying to say is if you look at it that way rather than going I've not made it and you go well you've made so much progress towards it you're much yeah. better off
1: yeah that's it because at the end of the day the only person you've got for the rest of your life is yourself so you've got to make you happy I, remember, I can't remember who it was somebody had said that to me the time, somebody, are you joking I've got a fellow. I've got him. he's going to be stuck with me for life unless he gets sick of me but but then I was kind of thinking about it, and I was like, actually, I have because no matter what we do in this world, we all go in a body bag at the end of the day. So the only person you've got with you till the moment you die is, is you. So,
0: yeah, and it's, I mean, you've just right. got to do it. No, I think it's important. also, self talk is incredibly mm-hmm. sort of important because, like you say, not only are you the only person you spend your whole life with, you're the, you're the person you talk to the most. Believe it yeah. or not, even if you're surrounded by friends, there's always you're constantly saying you should have done this, you should have done that, or why haven't you turned left? Why haven't you turned right? So you are the only person, and if you change that voice from one that's going you're an idiot to one that's going you're fantastic. I mean, even speaking from self, that is going to change your life massively. Yeah, because you like negative, ne- like you say, negativity is so heavy compared to positivity that you you default to negativity. And we only default to negativity because as a species, our brain is to protect and it's to sort of shelter ourselves. So being negative isn't a a bad thing. It's a way to keep us safe. But I mean, we, we live in concrete buildings. We live in sort of big estates now. So there's no reason for us to think like that anymore.
1: No, that's it. I think stuff has changed a lot over the last 10 years. Now people are a lot more accepting with a lot of things now, so... Just Instagram's just not the one for it. Like, <laughs> Instagram, so you've got to look a certain way and be a certain way. So, Instagram's not the best thing for it. I
0: don't
1: away.
0: I mean, in, uh, Instagram's just a. All social media is an absolute pit. But, I mean, it's. It's like a say, blessing
1: it's, and a curse.
0: Exactly. Those are the words. Um, but, Jade, you said this earlier, and it's all about being happy. So, what makes you happy?
1: Cars. <laughs> Cars, gin, and chocolate. <laughs> no, definitely. Like one of one of the cars that I have is a thirty-two-year-old Honda Civic EC9. Um, is dual carb, manual choke. So, is is the original engine from when it was first built? Yeah. And I'm in the process of changing him into, if you you know your Hondas, I'm changing him into a B-Series which is the EK4 engine, so I'm changing him over to that and for some reason this car has just been my emotional release I don't know why I think probably because it was one of my dream cars but just when I drive him in him, world's out is just... The only time my head stops thinking, and it's just quiet, and it's just... But apart from the fact that it's not like a hot box in that car, and I always seem to get some burnt lips. Every time from Santa pod, I end up with swollen lips.
0: That's but, just it's yeah. the, way, way of the way the world goes, it, I guess?
1: That's <laughs> what you get with a 32-year-old car. It's just glass everywhere. But, yeah, he generally gives me
0: some sort of happiness that i've never felt before is my no, favorite it, yeah no it's, it's it's a weird sort of um I mean, I've, I've not had a lot of cars but i had a, I had a mini cooper s it was an R- r53 and that is something i mentioned on the podcast quite a while ago and it, that car was it was it was a big thing for me it was a car that i bought after lockdown it was a car that I'd, i dreamed of having and it was a car that got me through quite a bad bad bad, bad part of my life i was I was out of a relationship, it was locked down, whatever that was it was, it was sort of people made mention I've been spiraling but this car like you say you, yeah. you, you got in the car even though it wasn't technically legal to go and drive around um <laughs> you you take your you take your 30 minute drive or whatever it would end up being a couple of hours because you're just enjoying the road yeah. you're, you're enjoying the scenery you're, you're, you're you, f- you go into a flow almost with, with the car yeah and i think generally it's the one thing that i would recommend anyone does is is just find a car and find a road that you like to drive or you know very well and just just use it as a as a release as a sort of a a brainwash it's almost
1: yeah that's it they just i think if you're not into your cars i don't think a lot of people would understand it but if you are someone out there no matter who listens to this podcast, somebody will sit there and go, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I think cars help people a lot mentally. You don't have to be hooning them about. You can just literally be chilling, going however fast or slow you want to be. And it's just, you just drive into the distance.
0: (laughs) Brilliant and what is what is the car that you sort of... Is it, do you have a Honda and you have? do you have another car at all? Is it just, just a Honda?
1: Yeah, I love the Civic. <laughs> <laughs> I've got an EP2, my sensible car. And then the ec Nine Smith Naughty car. Mm.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've currently got... I, I, do you know what? I don't even know what the um, chassis code for that car is, but it is a Civic. It's 1999 and it's a saloon body. So, EJ9? Possibly that sounds that sounds correct. (laughs) It's yeah, it's it's yes, X Reg, So I I don't I don't have a clue. (laughs) But it was uh, it was a car that I had to buy after the mini blew up. So I was like, I want a Honda Civic, and there was nothing in my price range apart from that. So (laughs) (laughs)
1: Honda's good. Honda's good.
0: I mean, I've heard it for the same. Just be careful (laughs) about what wanting to chuck a B16 in it because that's that's gonna.
1: No, it's like (laughs) Honda's. no you can do it you can do it if it's the saloon i think it'll be the ej9 because the jdm 1999 was the ek9 facelift, and our version of that was the ek4 jordan i am so excited <laughs> This is. I have no friends.
0: <laughs> I mean, it should, it should probably, you're gonna probably get a lot more friends now. They're all gonna be driving Hondas. So, <laughs> no, I do love it. It's, it's not blown up on me, so that's, that's always a plus.
1: Always, Hondas
0: don't break. <laughs> oh Jade, I know we're coming towards the end now, but um there's a couple of questions I'd like to sort of end the podcast with. And the first of them being: if you could only have three cars, what would be that three car garage?
1: Oh, Hakosuka Skyline, which is the very, very, very first Skyline. Um from Vax Hakosuka means boxcar, just in case you didn't know. Um I would love an S fifteen.
0: Okay.
1: This is beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. And Oh this is a tough one. Do I have a sensible? No, right, just because of in case anyone's environmentalist a P one. They are stunning. So, the environmentalist
0: option. Is, is P one? <laughs> like it's just like just in case you're mildly against me not having a hybrid, I'm just just yeah that <laughs> I'm just gonna throw
1: that one in there. No, I mean,
0: what if like no one
1: is environmentalist, keep me keep me a E C
0: nine. I mean, just yeah, do what you want at this point. Uh, is 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 something like there's 80% of people that will just hate you. 20% of the people will like you. Yeah. Just focus on the 20% Don't are about the 80 because no one cares about them at and
1: the that's... end of the day.
0: I mean, like, let's just be honest, you, you don't spend time thinking about people that don't like you.
1: No, I think definitely as we've got older, that's what I've been like. I'm like, I'm 30 now, so I can't give it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough.
0: <laughs> don't believe <break me. laughs> But I mean, so the P1, I mean, is that is that a car that you sort of have had a, a while, or in, in like your mind have while, or is it just a car that you've just, just just picked because of the whole environmental thing
1: I think I mean if I had like loads of money and I was forced into electric that would be nice but saying that though, the Porsche Taycan 4S Cross Turismo I got to drive one of those and if I was going to be sensible wanted to be a little bit stupid that is such a phenomenal car the inside, the whole drive of it. That car would probably make me turn electric if I was really, really being forced. But yeah, I'm petrolhead. Electrics and engines aren't. It's like putting a hairdryer in water. You just don't. You want one or the other. <laughs> you'd be wet, or you'd be. dry. A dry, dry hairdryer, yeah, or a wet <laughs> hairdryer. <laughs>
0: first time I think of, anyone's compared a P1 to a wet hairdryer so there we go <laughs> world's well, first <laughs> <laughs> only reason only reason I talk about McLaren is because um like I said they're, they're a car brand that I I love and I think yeah. that sort of the, the the heritage of that car brand versus the sort of the lineage of where I want this podcast to go the values are very sort of the same and it's it's a goal like you say it's one of those big goals that um if it doesn't if it doesn't happen or, sorry when it happens that hopefully that they do sponsor the podcast that that is that is the, the the big goal of mine apart from the whole getting paid to do this thing but there we go anyway moving on um the next question is you've got any car to drive on any track or road but you know it once where are you going and what are you taking
1: oh this is hard okay don't lie, Jade, you know you know exactly what you're thinking. So in Japan there's this I think they class it as motorway called Loop One, which is just a big massive I think it's kinda like the M road, M Ring Road thing.
0: The M twenty five but it's less traffic.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But if you're doing anything more than I think it's seventy or eighty kilometres an hour, the police do not chase you. So I would full-on take my EC9 down there with the B-Series in it and go for it. I've seen so many videos of the Loop 1 and the Kanjo home runs and it, it's just such an experience. I mean, there's, all, there's a lot of Hondas down there, but it's no one's there going, oh, why have you done that, TK? Why have you done that? It's just such a vibe and that, 100% that.
0: So Jade, if looking looking back and even looking forward, if you were going to give anyone any advice, um, whether it be female, male, or any other sort of gender, however, however you swing, um, what would the advice be going forward? If you're feeling segregated, if you're feeling sort of let down by your by your um, teachers or whoever's the authority figure in your life, what would be the advice you give to that person?
1: Um. I think it, it, it would just be you have got yourself for the rest of your life so it's either bow down and give it that happiness to somebody else that will not care in a few years or you can end up spending you however long kicking yourself so if it, it literally isn't going to matter in 5 years it's not going to matter in 5 minutes so put your game face on and do this for you you owe not to yourself, so.
0: The, la- the last question is, what is it you love most about cars?
1: It's a way to reflect your personality without it being right or wrong. The, the emotional support they give you, you can just, it's something you can adapt to you. And you'd be happy with it and
0: proud of it. No, brilliant. And Jade, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being so honest and open about how, what you've been through.
1: No, it's not a problem. Have cars, not kids.
0: If you enjoyed today's or any of our other episodes, please share them with at least three people you know who are in the car trade, love cars, or just find them interesting. If we can get one more person to listen, then that's one more person in my mission to help inspire people to do more with their passion for cars talk about breaking stigma Jade I can see why you are so highly revered not just by women in the automotive industry but by all who meet you I have certainly come a long way from that conversation and learnt and reflected on not just how I look at my career but how I view the future Jade is humble yet fierce quiet yet confident and has a stillness about her that you don't just see in many people. And because of this I can see why Abigail and Jay get along so well and it's because both view the automotive industry from a different lens than most of us. As we know men are the dominant sex when you look at positions of who is in power and the driving force of many decisions that we have questioned as car lovers. I think and believe that we would be looking at a more conscientious and adaptable industry if there was more of an even split in those positions and i hope i'm not the only one when i say the sooner that comes the better off we will all be so if you want to find more of jade and her content on instagram tiktok and youtube the place to find her is at the automotive capture that's at the automotive capture so look out for more great content featuring her and links to her stuff will be in the show notes below so with that being said I'm Harry, and this is The Ignition Podcast. Thank you for listening.